cartoon commentary is not intended for children. Tom, Keith, and Corey are usually wrong, and anything they say can and probably will offend you. Apologies in advance. Commence the podcast. Cartoon commentary. Yeah, Corey's, Corey's just like, fuck, I have to edit all this out now. Oh, <laughs> God damn it. This is why yeah. we can't have nice things. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all the locations I mean, it's of bad those hookers that, that Tom killed. I have like three, <laughs> I have three episodes, I think, to edit. Yeah. Including probably the most important one. I mean, Corey... Uh... I mean, I know that you... Yeah, you, definitely coming you, all this up. The thing is, though, is that you put the sequence in the beginning, right? And you do that mm-hmm. stuff. And then you put the sequence at the end. <laughs> but you what tend else, so to not really to cut out things. When we when we say some some vulgar stuff, you tend to not... You're just like, yeah, so, fuck it. It's you guys. So <laughs> here's the thing with that is almost nothing offends me. Mm-hmm. So... You're like the worst person to edit this, is what it's, you're saying? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, well, the disclaimer's there. Listen to the fucking disclaimer. Yeah, but that's Soundwave not gonna save my it. that's not gonna save my job. Soundwave said it. Like if that if Soundwave that comes if job, that comes Keith. back around and my boss ever goes, Hey, this got a hundred thousand views and my boss asked me to talk to you about this, and you you reference this thing and it is not cool because your first and last name are on this podcast and you are a public representative of this company. I'm going to go, yeah, well, Soundwave said you were going to get offended. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the whole point of the disclaimer. You know what's funny is my boss would actually be okay with that, but the problem is that his boss would not be. <laughs> it's like it's like in my eBay descriptions when I say, see pictures for condition, please. <laughs> <laughs> Rather than actually describing what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's good enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would prefer that. As long as there were good quality pictures, because at least, you know, the well, person's that's... being honest, and I can look at the pictures and mm-hmm. know what I'm buying. Yeah. So that's the thing on eBay is so many people will not look at the pictures and mm. will not read the title. You'll have something <laughs> like very specific in the title, like, hey, this is the case and manual only for this Zelda right. game. Right. Not the game. It should have been a hint that I was only charging $10. But the thing is, they picture. Was they, the last they time you a, bought a Zelda game for but, ten dollars? But on they eBay. put up a picture. <laughs> but they put up a picture with the fucking game, and like that's no, I don't. I'm no, not I that know, jackass. I know, I know you don't, but some other people do, and they purposely put the disclaimers of like this does not contain the game because they know some people are not going to read it and just be like, oh yeah, let me buy that shit, and they're going to buy it and just be like. But that doesn't oh, help them that. because they're they're just going to have a return and like they don't get the money. Like you don't get to keep the money when you get a return. 
Well, if you get it returned back Although, to Unless you, I'm doing uh, eBay wrong. <laughs> well, this is the thing, though. Is there, the scam, Am I doing eBay wrong? Scam artists <laughs> are probably, honestly, like, 3D printing shit and, like, you know, paper printing, like, the manuals and shit and just being like, oh, let me put up, like, ten of these. Yeah, there's some of that out there. Who cares? Who cares who gets returned because they have to ship it back to me. So I am net zero on those ones. And... Well, you're out the shipping, at least. Oh, really? You don't have to... Yeah. yeah, you're always going to have to pay for that shipping uh, or something like that. Well, I don't know. There's scammers that'll do enough. Hmm. Yeah, There's so, always uh, scammers. Keith talked a little bit about how his job's in jeopardy because of the podcast. Um, mm-hmm. Well, not yet. About, Just the- uh, theoretically. <laughs> theoretically. You Tom, know. do you have anything you want to say about your job? I love it. All right. What's up, <laughs> Welcome to Cartoon Commentary, a podcast where three agents in their 30s talk about old, new, and sometimes weird cartoons. I'm Corey, the Monarch Xamir. I'm Tom, Doc O'Connell. Oh, I'm Keith, licensed to kill Barnofsky. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, so I, was, <laughs> I, I told you guys that I didn't have anything written down for this, so I was already planning on saying agents, mm-hmm. and I, I was reading from our previous episode on Rick and Morty, because I always write down the intro, <laughs> and it said agents of averageness, and I was just like, I can't just do the same thing again, and I was just like, I'm already here. Oh. I've said the word. We're already doing it. Wow. Yeah. I didn't realize I use agents like a couple times in a row almost. But yeah. yeah, we're talking about a different cartoon today. Tom, what cartoon are we talking about? We're talking about my all-time favorite cartoon series ever, uh, The Venture Brothers. Uh, this week, we're, we're going to be discussing Season 1, Episode 8, If You Don't Count the Pilot. Otherwise, it's episode nine, but it's midlife chrysalis. Yeah, uh, I picked this uh, episode. It was my week to pick one. And uh, since this is uh, sort of one of our more serious uh, recordings, right? This is this one's meant to be put up relatively soon, right? They're all they're all no, they're all going up. This one's. We'll see this in like six months from when we record. Yeah, that. Oh. We're, we're 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 literally never gonna air it. It's it, it's no, it's I not a serious it's it's not a serious podcast, <laughs> Tom. Tom, this is not a serious podcast. So oh. this is a podcast for us to make the, jokes. The, the wizard's curtain. Uh, we're recording <laughs> this on the same day that uh, Spider-Man No Way Home came out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so. If oh, you want to so, look back in time, that's when we actually recorded this. So, like, but, re- real fucking quick. Um, I, I no pre- spoilers. We're not I, talking I, about I, I have not seen the movie. I pre-ordered, no, no, I a, I pre-ordered a ticket for today at a 3.30 matinee showing because that was cheaper than a late night ticket. And I knew I wasn't going to go uh, because I have two kids and a wife on maternity leave and a full-time fucking job. But I pre-ordered a ticket to make sure I got the Spider-Man NFT that AMC was issuing. 
But I found out afterwards that you had to actually redeem your ticket. So literally at like (laughs) 3.20 today, I drove to AMC, walked up to like the person scanning the tickets, held up my phone. She scanned my ticket and I was like, thanks. And then just fucking walked away. (laughs) Because if, if I didn't get my QR code scanned to say my ticket was used, I wouldn't get the NFT. So I got it scanned and I just fucking laughed. Because Ooh. AMC is That's amazing, Keith. It's literally five minutes down the street. I paid like, I don't know, it was like seven ninety nine for the ticket with tax and surcharges, <laughs> whatever. It was like ten bucks. I really just wanted the NFT, which apparently a week from now they're gonna send me an email because I got my ticket scanned on how to redeem my NFT. <laughs> and it's it's Fugazi. It's currently worth nothing. I don't but really you know what? what? That means. One day, yeah. Fugazi he's, is keeps imaginary. making up words. No, it's, it's imaginary. Yeah, so imaginary I, words. He's making up on the spot. <sighs> Fugazi means imaginary. So, yeah, Bukaki. Regardless, this whole tangent no, was me just being like, <laughs> "Hey, Spider-Man, I'm going to see this movie, and I really want to see it in theaters." But the thing is, I wanted mm. the NFT, and the only way to get it was to pre-order the ticket, and they literally sold out within eight hours, and I knew that was going to happen. So I bought a ticket for the first day, matinee showing. I knew I couldn't make it. I didn't fucking care. Bought it, and then I was, like, locked into, like, driving. Like, luckily, I live really close to my AMC. It's, like, three or four miles away. But, like... Yeah, I was across the street probably at the same time with my brother getting the Christmas tree. Oh, at Home Depot? (laughs) Yeah. I was in the fucking theater already watching the movie. <laughs> oh, God damn, Corey. Really? Yes. Well, I you ordered... never made I, me facepalm deeper into my I, hand. I ordered... I yeah, but I ordered my ticket weeks ago. Like, the day that they opened it, I ordered... Like, literally the first day, I ordered it and... But I couldn't go. Like... I ordered it for 3.30 p.m. because I knew that that was usually a lull in the meetings that I have during the day. So I knew that I could, if, like, because I... a casual three-hour lull. No. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Like, the lull of, like, because so I Let figured, me sneak out. I didn't know, like, I thought of the fact that they might require you to actually go there and redeem the ticket. And I usually don't have meetings after 3 o'clock. So I ordered the ticket for the 3.30 showing because it was cheaper than getting a nighttime showing. Right? Because I'm I'm thrifty. Hello, dear listeners. It's your old pal Tom here, real quick to ask for your assistance in helping us grow the podcast by leaving us a five-star rating on iTunes. Also, if you enjoy the show, or at least Keith hasn't offended you yet, why not share it with your pals and family? Yeah, let's talk about this episode. How about you just intro again? <laughs> well, I could pick up nah, right here. So we're talking about the Venture Brothers, season one, episode eight, midlife uh, chrysalis. I'm yeah, sorry. I, don't know how to I, say the word, I right? was the one who knew how to say it, and Cry- I was saying it all this time, and I can't believe I spaced okay. on it now. Try chrysalis. It's supposed to be like midlife crisis, but chrysalis. So you said that this is overall your favorite cartoon ever. Yes. Yes. Uh, and I, I know as soon as I said that, you got, at least Corey was probably wondering why. Uh, let me just say, 
uh, season one is is very good. I love season one, uh, but they continuously build off the previous seasons and are able to roll in more characters, more spoofs, more satire. Because this show was originally kind of like a, a spoof on Johnny Quest. I mean, the whole uh, yeah. intro sequence uh, is a direct spoof of Johnny Quest, but they start including more characters. Like, I, I thought about, oh, the next episode, you would have seen a lot of the other characters, like Dr. Orpheus, who is a, a direct parody of Dr. Strange. And I love Dr. Orpheus. He is absolutely great. Um, but they, they, by the time you hit, like, season five, season six, it is so freaking good because the comedy, like, they really everything just flows perfectly and they constantly are referencing jokes and little things from the previous seasons and it just makes it wonderful so i i figured i'd start with season one just because you know better better start at the beginning uh and because you really if you do decide to pick up this this series and i strongly recommend it you got to start from the beginning because, like I said, everything builds off each other, and you you can't truly appreciate all the jokes and the humor and even little background gags, like not not dialogue, but actual things in the background. Like you, you'll notice little jokes that are references to seasons, like five, six seasons earlier, and it's just great when you catch those little jokes, those little Easter eggs, and and this is one of those series that's just peppered with them, so. Um, sorry for that little rant, but I love this show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. Uh, mm. One of the things that I noticed, um, this kind of like falls into like the same category of uh, Adult Swim. This was on Adult Swim, right? Yep. Yep. Because I, I noticed fifteen years. Cartoon Network. Oh wow. Yeah. I mentioned Cartoon Network a lot. I wasn't sure if it was specifically Adult Swim. It definitely seemed like it would have been. Yeah, but like it definitely reminded me of the other Adult Swim shows that I'm familiar with, like Aqua Teen, Hunger Force. Yeah, yeah, it it um, came out like a like two or three years after Aqua Teen Hunger Force Force started. Uh, in fact, I first saw this. Uh, I think it was the second uh, episode of the first season. I first saw an Adult Swim. Um, back in the summer of 2004 just because I was watching Aqua Teen Hunger Force because I just got into it and I loved that show. It was real funny. And then the Venture Brothers just happened to be playing like right after it. And I was like, what the hell is this? It looks like just just like Johnny Quest. And as a little boy, you know, we, we, we talked about the Ninja Turtles last week and all of us grew up watching that. But when I was little, I used to watch Johnny Quest, too. I used to watch the reruns, obviously. I, I wasn't born in the 60s. I was born in the 80s. So I was watching the reruns of Johnny Quest. So when I first started watching this, I was like, holy crap, this feels and looks just like Johnny Quest, but it's really funny. And, and you know, so, uh, yeah, that was uh, this episode's from September of 2004. And I even remember watching this when it, it aired because... Uh, I was first year at RIT, uh, undergrad up in upstate New York. Uh, I hated the fact that like I didn't have a car. There was nowhere for me to go. I was stuck on campus all the time. So I'd be just working on homework and stuff late at night. And I remember I was, I'm a physics major. I was doing my physics homework and all of a sudden the show comes on 
And, you know, Dr. Venture is a super scientist and all this stuff. Like, I, I found it so relatable. And that's why I've always really loved it, too. Because, I mean, I started my career trying to be a super scientist at the same time that this show came on. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of figured that with how much you like the show, that's probably why you kissed your hair goodbye. I really try and be this doctor. Yeah, yeah. He, like he's like the cartoon version of you a little bit. Tom, Tom's actually not even going bald. He's he's pulling his hair out himself to try to emulate. He's like, I'll get there. I'll get there. if I damage enough of these follicles. It fell out because of I super will. science. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just so my brain. My brain is so big. It's just invading the space, and I just can't even grow that hair anymore. Yeah. I there there have been times where like Halloween starts coming up and I'm like, man, I would love to go as either Doctor Venture or the Monarch because I, I love the Monarch. He's one of my favorite villains for any show. But, um, you know, maybe yes. I should mention, uh, you know, so this show was written and and produced by these guys, uh, Doc Hammer and uh, Jackson Public, are uh, the two writers they did like they literally do everything That's, with those this show real names but the, 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 but they those, are those well are, no the, no those are porn names the doc okay. hammer doc, <laughs> exactly doc, doc hammer and what, what was it jackson public jackson public that is a that is a, a uh he an jack, alias he goes he, by he his real jack, name's christopher he uh, jacks in public <laughs> That's it's Jackson public. public. Oh, Jackson public. Okay, yeah. all right. And, that's... and Doc Doc Hammer. That's that's his name. <laughs> that is his name. That's <laughs> that's yeah. Those are those are poor names. Well, just, just... Seen in that's not and, Johnny and you Quest. The, the thing is, XXX on I'm one. not upset about <laughs> it. The fact that they have those names. I'm upset that the fact that you're basically alluding to the fact that they have those names and they don't do porn. So nobody can well, use those names Keith, in porn, which is who, very upsetting to me because those are very good porn names because they're already taken for people not doing porn. Well, I never said they didn't do porn. You infer, you're just assuming, Keith. You, you inferred it. I mean, if I Google it, am I going to find some? Uh, I think that's something you're going to have to Google to yeah, find out then. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you, are you, you're not no. actually, you're Googling that, that, now? No. Yeah? no. Okay. Well, any, <laughs> anyhow, uh, so these two guys, besides writing and, and directing and, and all that stuff, uh, they also do like the majority of the voices, particularly Jackson Public. Uh, he, he's the voice of Hank. But he's also the voice of the monarch and a ton of other characters. Uh, Doc Hammer's also the voice of a million other characters, but in this episode in particular, he just voices Doctor Girlfriend, which if you guys okay. yeah. haven't watched too much, I don't, I don't remember if they even say Doctor Girlfriend in the episode just to let you know that's her name. But yeah, I, yeah, I, they mention it. I honestly, oh, okay. yeah. I, I I never appreciated voice actors until I tried to do an impression. And you, you two know, when I try to do an impression, it's me changing my voice ever so slightly, <laughs> thinking that I'm oh, well, so, possibly uh, capturing the 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 features an for us, of another. No, yeah. I'm not going. Yeah. To... Do yeah. an Australian impression. I, uh, <laughs> Come on, governor. 
No, I don't know. You can't do Crikey. That. Yeah, you'll be like, oh, oh, crikey. There's a, there's a, a Pantu snake here. What's the fuck? Oh, there goes all our Australian listeners. <laughs> you know, but let's... That's that's actually probably the best impression I've ever done. Because the problem is, it is. That, like, yeah, because <laughs> it was generic though. If it was an individual person, like I, I I'm not gonna, I, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do this. But I'm just saying, if you try to do Christopher Walken, right, and you have mm-hmm. not practiced and recorded yourself and listened to it and done it repetitively. <laughs> To do a Christopher Walken impression, don't I've heard. do it. Just don't, don't do it. Because you know what? You will get the random pauses in this. In, in, like, yeah, the, it sounds like when you do your Christopher Walken exactly. impression. Yeah, you'll get the random pauses in the sentence, but it's still, it doesn't. It sounds like you're having a stroke. It doesn't sound like you're Christopher Walken. <laughs> it just sounds like it you're. Sounds like me doing the intro this week. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you're just fishing for words, <laughs> which, holy shit, Christopher Walken is just fishing for words, <laughs> but he's just doing it so eloquently. I don't know. Mm. Anyway. Well, okay. So, you know, we're, we're talking about the voice actors. We, we covered the main two. Uh, then there's Dean, who's Michael Sinter Nicholas, uh, which... I, I don't know if you guys recognized him, but he, he does a lot of um, anime work. He, he's a producer, and he also does uh, voiceover work. Uh, in, I was in once fact, again worried that you said porn. No, no. Uh, but, like, if you hear his voice, um, like, I, I, I recognize him every once in a while. Like, there's big, big productions or, or things where his voice comes in, and it's like, ah, it's Dean Venture. But uh, like I was thinking uh, on Netflix uh, not too long ago, well, not too long ago, it was a few years ago, I was watching the, the anime series Tiger and Bunny. Have you guys watched that at all? No? Uh, nope. not heard of that, actually. It, oh, it, it's actually pretty good. I, I think, in fact, I think Netflix, they're making another season after like, I think it's almost been 10 years or something since the last season. Um, it it's on there it's it's a pretty good series uh anyhow he, he voices one of the um it, it's a superhero series uh but maybe we'll even cover that episode uh, an episode of it in the future so i won't go too, into it too much but you know he voices that he he does voices for funimation and crunchyroll i think and anyhow uh yeah and then brock sampson you guys have to know who brock sampson's voice try right you know who he is uh i know his face um yeah, I can't remember his name. Is it uh, Dan Dan Rig- Riggle? Patrick Warburton. Oh, I got He's that on wrong. that. Uh, what's it called? Uh, like game show on TV recently. <laughs> it, golf. It's, oh. it's Patrick Warburton. Um. So it, it's Joe right. Swanson, the guy who does the voice of Joe Swanson. From Family Guy, he's yeah, also been in a sense. million. He's also an actor that's been in a million like other things. Like for yeah, some reason, the first movie I thought of is Get of. Smart. Uh, yeah, it's him. He's an unmistakable voice. But yeah, that's the voice of Brock Sampson. He's been the voice of Brock since you know for the last freaking fifteen or so years. Uh, I was yeah. I was thinking about the um, 
Oh, shit. The correspondent that's a Marine that showed up on the Colbert show. Oh, uh, was it Rob Riggle? Rob Riggle. Uh, I was, yeah. I, I said Dan Riggle. Rob Riggle. The, I thought it was him, honestly, because yeah, the voice is very close, similar. I did not look it up not beforehand. Not as deep. No, yeah. it's not as deep, but at the same time, if, if he did any voice acting, he could make it a little deeper. Oh. I mean, if, if he had my range... As a voice actor, <laughs> he, could, he could make it slightly deeper, right? Yeah, yeah. Just, just ever so slightly. Oh, I, I completely forgot. I, I read this earlier. So uh, Dean, the, the guy who play, yeah. does Dean's voice, I meant to tell you guys, since we watched the Ninja Turtles last week, uh, the Ninja Turtles series that started on Nickelodeon from like 2003 to 2010 uh, the person who voiced Leonardo was the guy who voices Dean. That wasn't so, Nickelodeon. That wasn't Nickelodeon? Was it? No, the 2003 series, that was, I believe, Fox Kids. Uh, the, two, the 2013 one was Nickelodeon. Was Nickelodeon. And that's when it was sort of CG-like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember seeing like pictures of that. I was like, I don't like that animation. I don't like it that style. It's actually Just... not bad. Uh, the, really? the most recent yeah. one I haven't checked out, and the animation is really weird. It's the one where they have Raphael as the leader of the turtles. Mm. Mm. That's which is just a weird concept to me. That yeah. is weird. That yeah. is weird. Well, uh, I'll jump. I'll just jump into the episode now. Uh, well. I, I, I would be remiss if I, I literally talked about every other person except uh, James Urbaniak, who is uh, the voice of Dr. Venture, um, which if you guys heard his voice, you probably wouldn't recognize him, but you've probably seen him in a million things. Like he's been in commercials, he's been in TV shows, he's been in movies. Um, and I always recognize him by his voice. In fact, I was trying to think, okay, what was the last thing I, I remember him being in? as you know real acting and do you guys remember uh that agent carter uh abc marvel uh series it was about agent carter the the british uh female agent from the captain america movie mm, vaguely i don't it, think i saw it but it I ran for two seasons but i just remember because this he he was the villain of the first two episodes uh or one of the villains henchmen or whatever and uh anyhow uh Great voice actor, uh, does a number of voices in this series, but for the first season, I think it's mostly just Dr. No, he does a few voices in this first season. Well, anyhow, uh, so the Venture Brothers. Base... Is... Oh, sorry? I think this is actually like the second time I've seen this episode. Oh, okay. Now that I'm thinking about it, I, I know I've seen exactly two episodes of this show before this. Hmm. I've watched random and... episodes so and i watched this episode twice today so this is also the second time i've seen this episode <laughs> i've seen well, no, this episode like, way like 20 times day, so. way back in the day i was on a trip for a magic tournament and i was crammed way back in the back of like a, a six-person van and i remember some they had like a a dvd player in the second row and they were <laughs> watching this and they watched this episode and another before someone said that they wanted them to turn, like the driver was annoyed with the sound or something. And mm. I remember being like, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 
I have no idea. Like, I enjoyed the episode, mm. but as a weird, I feel like this is a weird jumping in point. It is, yeah, it is. <laughs> um, you, yeah, really. I guess we should get into. Yeah, we'll we'll get into it right now. Basically, though, uh, what, yeah, what you should have known before going into this episode was that, you know, the Venture Brothers is a series. It's kind of like a spoof of Johnny Quest, and it's it's basically a, a series about failure. Uh, our main characters never really uh, achieve success, or if they do, it's usually through sheer luck, through failing into it. Um, and uh, just as an example, you see, like, throughout this episode, I mean, it starts with the fact that there's secret agent bodyguard. Yeah, we'll just jump into it. Uh, we cut in. They're on the X-1, which is their supersonic uh, experimental jet. Uh, the Venture Brothers, the Ven uh, Dr. Venture and Brock are flying on this jet, and they're being followed by uh, a couple of fighter jets uh, who are, tell you know, military who are, telling them they need to land, they need to land, and Dr. Venture's getting annoyed, saying they don't have the time for this, but, you know, they land. Uh, you know, military guys get out, they want to see some identification, and they point out that, you know, no one filed a, a flight plan or uh, uh, made any of the arrangements to even let them fly this this unregistered supersonic jet over over these countries. Um, but we, we soon learn that... Uh, Brock's secret agent license from the Office of Secret Intelligence has expired. So he's technically no longer a secret agent. He can't fly the jet and he can't kill people. Which I want to point out they zoom in on the license. Mm -hmm. There is no expiration date. <laughs> there's nothing. There's yeah, I like, literally, I went back because I, I, I watched the episode fucking twice. There is zero thing that says when I, when it actually expires. So were they just were they just Ashton Kush, Kushner pranking him? What? Ashton the the asshole you, from that seventies show. You're close, Keith. And now you, now we just lost another listener. Sorry, Ashton Kutcher. No, we also lost Mila Kunis, who's probably dating. Wow, I can't pronounce anybody's name. You, you just yeah, and no, uh, we're well, cool. Mila, Mila Kunis, that's yeah, that's, that's how you pronounce it. Mila Kunis. Yeah, Mila Kudis. <laughs> What's the oh, problem? <laughs> Bye, Mila. Ashton, Mila, whatever. Mickey Kunz. Ashton Kuchnar <laughs> and Mila. Who nice. We don't watch shows that have live human beings in them. Good nice. <laughs> My wife. Oh. oh boy. So anyway. Uh so anyhow, yeah, uh during this whole exchange where Brock learns that his license expired, uh the cops or the not the cops, the military people are telling Dr. Venture to just keep quiet because he's making his comments, his smart smart remarks, and eventually one of them refers to him as Grandpa, which comes into uh, play later on because uh, from this point, you know, as soon as Brock learns his license has expired, it cuts to the opening credits where you have this 
wonderful Johnny Quest-like montage with all the characters, you know, Dr. Venture, Brock Sampson, Dean, Hank. Uh, there's the Monarchs part of it. Well, pretty much all the, the characters are really in it. And great, great theme song, I thought. How did, how did you guys like the theme? Uneventful. i mean like no it was it was good but like i don't know i was was paying more attention to the montage yeah during the theme than the actual music to be honest yeah exactly Mm. like it was there was there was a montage of of introducing everybody and whatever and yeah, I was trying to get the names down. But I was I didn't also know how often in the show they were going to be like, "Hey, Dean. Oh, hey, Hank." You well, know, is, I saw the show previously, so that was more of a gloss over. Like, and I was at least for I watched it twice in a row, but for at least the first one, I was holding a crying baby. So I was just like, "Oh, whatever." And then when I watched it again, I was like, "Yeah, I saw this." Um. <laughs> It was, hmm. I mean, it was good. Like, it had the, um, have you seen, like, uh, uh, any recent, like, agent spy movies? There's, like, um, on Netflix, there's been a couple, like, the Ace of Seven or whatever. Like, there's there's been, like, a couple, like, um, no. No. So you could name any movie and I would have to say no. Because unless it was like James Bond. There's been a couple like. I haven't actually seen like the last three James Bond movies, so. Or Duncan Jack. Um. There's been a couple like recent agent like spy movies on Netflix. Like, not like the. You know, Mission Impossible and shit like that. It's been like um, not the main ones. Yeah, not the main ones. Um, God damn it! I'm gonna have to look this shit up, and then it's just gonna be really annoying. I almost feel like I, I think we could conclude that there are no other spy movies other than well, Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible and Double Seven. Known ones. And, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Those are the only ones you need, to be honest. Yep. No, there are there are plenty of others. There are. I like, mm-hmm. I like to think we have a fan actually listening to us at this point, who's like screaming at their their speakers right now, like because we're forgetting like the most obvious other spy films other than, oh, James Bond. Did we just say James Bond? We mentioned that. Yep. We mentioned yeah. that. Yep. that was already, uh, I know. Was, I know. That was. Uh... <laughs> Uh, shit damn it i've seen like it's 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 james bond no i think it's called (laughs) i think it's fucking called seven but it's like no no seven's with uh brad pitt and morgan freeman what's in the box what's in the box it's it's see that's how you do an impression no it's yeah lucky number slevin s-l-e-v-i-i-n with lucky, Josh Harnett, lucky Harnett? number eleven, and uh, Bruce Willis. Bruce that Willis was, is in yep, that too. And that yep. was on that. Was, I saw that on Netflix. So wait, that's a spy movie. Well, it's a. What constitutes a spy movie? <sighs> it's in. 
Who like a, in that movie? A, an action movie <laughs> where somebody's being incredibly incredibly deceptive to the point where they like switch sides and like. So that doesn't happen in 007 movies generally or Mission Impossible. I don't think. I've never actually well, seen any Mission side. Impossible movies. No, because time. the thing is, you know what side they're on. Real spies, like actual <laughs> spies, you don't know what side they're on. And then you get halfway through the movie or three quarters of the way through the movie and then they switch sides. And that's the spy. Like, that's... Right? I don't think Keith knows what spies do. I don't think he does either. That's I exactly think he's mixing up he's, he's spy like flicks like with... Uh, agent. Yeah, I think he's also thinking of uh, like heist a spy, movies where there's the twist like, or the... Like, well, yeah. yeah, but you realize that spies do that, right? Like, that's not... Spies don't... Let's be honest. 007 mm-hmm. has an international reputation... He is the worst fucking spy ever. Oh, he's a secret agent. No, there's nothing fucking secret about 007. Uh, he Keith, he's inter- made like he is, 20-something movies. He, I think he's the best no, spy. I'm just he's saying, as, as, yes, as, as, as a movie, as a cinema icon, fantastic. As an actual spy, the worst fucking one. Like literally the worst. Everybody, he walks into a casino and they go, 007, how much money do you want to put down? Do you want to gamble with these criminals? They all know who you are. And he goes, yeah, get me a martini, shaken, oh, not stirred. What? what? And let's, what? what the? What? Keith, are you drunk already? <laughs> This is exactly what happens in his movies. <laughs> Say that word again. Which word? Mar- martini? The, the drink you said. Martini? Oh, you said it better this time. A martini? We <laughs> <laughs> were talking about oh, like fucking Jawas or a mar- something. A martini? <laughs> martini? <laughs> martini Jawa. <laughs> That's probably just our audio quality. But... That's 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 the 007 movies. He walks into a fucking casino and everybody knows he's there, and he's just like, "Oh yeah, I'm just, but I'm just gonna like waste my agency's money, and then I'm gonna shoot you guys anyway." End of story. And he gets yep. the job done. He does, because yeah. he's really skilled. Sometimes. But at the same time, skilled as, secret agent. Is he? He's no. He's skilled as a murderer. He is not skilled as a spy. Because as soon as he walks in. If you are a spy, people do not know that you are a spy. The problem is when he walks into a public area, all of his enemies know he's there. He's not a fucking spy. I don't think you know what spies do, Keith. Spies are not supposed to be... They're supposed to be totally obvious out in the open where everyone can see them so they can have awesome fist fights. That's what spies do, Keith. Have you not guess, seen you any know, of the James no, Bond movies? No, that's, that's the fucking point. Is that like if he did his job properly, you couldn't make a movie about it because you'd be like, look, yeah. this guy was... 
here, here's here's 30 seconds of somebody getting murdered and nobody knows what happened. That was James Bond. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the, the plots in those movies are kind of all over the place, but back to Brock Samson. Yeah. Uh, actually, we we cut back from the, the. How did we get to spies? I want to talk because to Brock Brock is a secret agent. Keith keeps saying he's a spy, but he's a secret agent. That's yeah, true. He's, he's not a, a secret spy. agent. Yeah, he's a secret How agent. How could you be a spy when you're like the size of Hulk as a human? <laughs> that well, that's like a running joke. Like they they have it's. It's great when there's flashbacks to him during his training when he's with his uh, mentor, uh, Hunter. Because, like, they'll, they'll be dressed up in, in disguises that are so blatantly obvious. Like, he'll dress up as a football player while, while the, his older mentor dresses up as a cheerleader with, like, three-day stubble. You know, shit like that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we, we cut back from the uh, intro credits to Dr. Venture uh, in his room at the Venture compound. He's in his bedroom in his pair of little, uh, I wouldn't call them tidy whities because they're, they're red. They're, they're red briefs. And he's looking in the mirror. Uh, and he's kind of depressed, you know? Well, because you got called I, maybe to become Dr. Venture. Do you I, I may own a pair like that. I may. But that's for our Patreons to find out if they join. No, no, that's, that's for your OnlyFans to find My out. My OnlyFans. Oh, yes, join the They can fans. buy a soiled pair for $5.99. Oh, that's so gross. Wow, it's, Keith. Skid mark and all. Keith, Keith is in charge of shipping. So I'm sorry. I'm his manager. <laughs> I'm his manager. I have the obligation of telling everybody Don't that we take can take him off of yourself. <laughs> you can, you can buy. So they're fresh. I wake oh. up at night to like Keith pull my underwear off. I'm like, no, what the no, hell no, are you I bought, doing? I bought, it's like we got another buyer. What, what did you buy, Keith? I, I bought a. <laughs> I, I put a vacuum sealer just to just to vacuum seal him so, he, so, so that way the mailman doesn't notice the stench when he delivers. Uh, uh, it keeps it fresh for your yeah yeah. My underwear sustenance. smells like roses, Keith. I don't P-H-R-E-S-H. know what the hell you're thinking. R e s h yeah. Hmm. Fresh. But uh, yeah, we we cut back to Doctor Venture and he's. He's depressed because the cops made a comment about him being a grandpa, and he points out he's only 43 years old. He's still in his prime. But then he says a line, and I love this line. He says, oh, who am I kidding? My looks are going down the drain faster than an unwanted pregnancy on prom night. Yeah. <laughs> I love that when the I... line you were talking about? No, no, no. There's a oh, line later on. Oh. Yeah, there's another... But that's there's two lines in this episode. That's one of the two that I absolutely love. Right, I could not text, believe that. He texts us about the line. So the entire time I'm watching the episode, I'm trying to like figure out what the line was. <laughs> and I, you said it was near the end. So I was just yeah. Oh, well, when we get to it, I'll say it and you're probably like, Oh, oh yeah, I guess that makes sense to me. It makes, it has a significant importance because it's actually been in my Facebook uh, profile. It's been one of the quotes. It's a, it's the first quote, and it's been the first quote there since 2004. I have not removed it or changed it. I so. didn't know you could do that on Facebook. That sounds a little MySpacey. 
Uh, yeah, way back in the day, back 2004, before you could even put pictures up, all you could do is pretty much put quotes and put what classes you took. Because Facebook originally was so you could connect with other people in your classes and in your yeah, university. You get it unless you had a college email. Right. You needed a I college email. To get yeah. It. And I couldn't get on Facebook, and I was like, all right, I guess I'm stuck with MySpace. Yeah. Then they introduced the pictures, and it was like, whoa, this is groundbreaking. We now have profile pictures. And then they opened it up to the whole public, and then it's like, oh, great. Now now everyone and their grandmother's on Facebook. So Facebook used to be cool at a time. Now it's, uh, yeah. So... If they hadn't opened it up to everybody, it would be, hey, look at all these people that used to go to our school and still are on here for some reason. Mm. Yeah, it'd be like an alumni. Yeah. Yeah. An alumni jerk fest. It'd still be better than what it is now. (laughs) Um... It'd be like it'd no. be like uh, an alumni member hanging out with the marching band. No, it, it, would, be, <laughs> it would be it would be just as yeah. lame. Just it would be just as lame, more clicky, and just more exclusive. But like, eventually, this is the thing: is they had to broaden it because if they kept it as just people uh, part of colleges, eventually the new crop of people that went into college would be like, oh, there's all these fucking boomers in here like no like or the new age like new boomers it's not like the people born in the 50s and 60s be like oh all these people in the 80s were in 90s are using facebook like fuck that shit we're oh, gonna, i we're i understand gonna... it was inevitable that it they were gonna let everyone on i'm just saying there was a brief period of time where it was nowhere as sh- you know fucked up as it is like today, or because cool, the thing is that like there's 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 a couple things you could do, and they've done none of it. But mm. you could either not moderate it whatsoever, right? Do zero mm. moderation and just be like, you know what, the people are responsible for checking each other, and they didn't do that. Or you can over-moderate and really put a ton of money, which they're not going to do, in effort into moderating a lot of shit. And they're not doing that either. So what they did was they used algorithms. And their algorithms fucking suck. So a lot of shit slips past. People find gaps in it and they're like, no, we're trying. We swear because we got this one smart guy straight out of MIT that created one mathematical equation to find all the anti-Semites. What? So, so, so we're good. <laughs> and it's like, no, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. No, face, they, they've tried to like, automatically detect things like nudity uh racist stuff whatever and and automatically flag things but they're just fucking horrendous at it because this is the problem is that they're so huge that is a monumental task and let's be honest facebook as a company 
does not benefit from succeeding in that task. They benefit from saying that they're trying to see it in that succeed in that task. So mm. if if they're trying to cut down on it, they can say that they're making an effort without actually completing it or doing anything or having results. Because having the fucking results does not actually make them a better platform. Because by not having the results, you have more people arguing, which means more people liking, more people not liking and commenting, more people arguing. It's more engagement. You get more engagement out of people being angry about shit than you did about solving the fucking anger. Time out. I will make a counter argument. What if they get people so angry they turn into Keith Barnofsky and they rage quit this book? <laughs> I'm a minority. I'm not. So I, as far as I know, honestly, I am. <laughs> I am the. Only, I am the. Yeah, I'm the only. No, I'm the only. I'm the only person that I know that had Facebook for multiple years and deleted theirs and kept it deleted for multiple years. Who who do you know? Mm-hmm. Tell me, who do you know had Facebook for five years plus that has then deleted it and kept it deleted for multiple years? So from my perspective, as someone who doesn't use Facebook that much, you didn't really use Facebook all that much before, anyway. <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't. I mean, I looked at like, Because there are some people that I you, like, not, that you're friends engage. with that you see stuff yeah, constantly no. from. I did not in, I did not post my own stuff, <laughs> right? But I... I don't remember a whole bunch of Keith posts on Facebook. No, no, there was not. There was not. I did not post a lot of stuff. But that's I don't know why I was hesitant to say your last name, even though we say it in the show. <laughs> we, yeah, yeah we introduce ourselves it's every part. week. And your Facebook was it's, not your last name anyway. That's true. <laughs> that's very true. But yeah. regardless. <laughs> I was just like awkwardly hesitant about saying it like I was about to dox you or something. <laughs> don't, don't dox me, bro. Um, it was this episode's never going to end. My wife's going to hate no, me. No, no. All um, right, Keith. Yeah, so, anyway. But anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. Dr. Venture decides, you know, it's time to get his groove back on, and he needs a new fancy car, and he needs to go get him some lovin'. So, we, you know, we we cut to the, the hangar of the Venture compound, and uh, Brock Sampson is depressed, laying on the roof of his uh, 69 Dodge Charger. Uh, and you got Dean and Hank... Who are trying to cheer him up, letting him know he'll be back to killing people in no time, which uh, cracks me up when I when they say that. Um, but yeah, uh, that's when Doctor Venture shows up in this new sports car he picked up, and he uh, basically asks Brock to be his wingman, bring him out, you know, go out and meet some women. Um, while they go and do this, uh, he was like, "I have to see this." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I guess we should describe at least like Doctor Venture. I think uh, if I remember the it's physical like description, the 70s. yeah, he's he's. In fact, With I a think fake uh, wig. Yes, they get they oh, get to I, the strip club. Fake was an extra word there. Yeah, they get to the strip club. Uh, Night and nails, 
and Which is that's a weird when... place to go to pick up women. I know that's. <laughs> even the best part they go to a strip club oh, um i gotta say there's some stuff here that like legitimately grosses me out yeah it's supposed to um yeah so they they get to this strip club they go in and they're they're ordering drinks and the bartender is just relentless making fun of brock for having a mullet which okay so dr venture <laughs> is this enough, scrawny yeah. little guy hmm? mm-hmm. yeah and and brock is this giant you know linebacker is this massive you know mountain of a man uh with a mullet <laughs> and yeah the the bartender is just making fun of him non-stop about it and brock's getting angry in fact at one point you see him grab his blade he always carries a knife on him uh which that'll come up a little more later but he, he starts drawing his blade out. You see him biting the corner of his lip. There's blood, you know, just pouring down the side because he's, he's getting his rage on. And then he realizes he's no longer a, a secret agent or his license is expired, so he can't just kill this guy. And you see him depressed, put his blade back in and just start drinking his beer. But, um, yeah, uh, what happens next? So they, they go over and uh, they sit down at, at the stage where the strippers are... are... <laughs> Does every female in this show talk like they smoke all the cigarettes in the world? Almost all yeah. of them, yeah. <laughs> a good majority of them do sound like that, yeah. Like um, the level of depth that all the women <laughs> on this show have, just like, hi, honey. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so they... he, he he gives her. He wants to tip her five dollars. <laughs> Yeah. He only has a 20, so he makes change on her G-string. <laughs> let's, let's be honest. So he puts a 20 in there, and he grabs three fives <laughs> off of that G-string. But it's early in the night. <laughs> I'm sorry. Who put those on? Like, I, I want to say that she put change in her own G-string. <laughs> For people to be able to, like, because this looks like a budget strip club, and that's a thing. Like, I feel like she walked out on that stage with change already prepared, tucked in the G-string, and he was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to grab these fives and put a 20 in there. <laughs> the only problem is she needs to go put that 20 somewhere safe. Mm-hmm. That's oh. the highest bill on there now. You know, and, and while Dr. Venture's doing this, I... I think he ends up making the the comment. He's like trying to flirt with the stripper. At some point, she says something like, "Nice medallion, baby," because he's wearing this this like Corey said. He's dressed in like this outfit that's clearly from the '70s, mm -hmm. and he's wearing this big ass medallion, which he then proceeds to say it's the the science prize from 1979, best paper I ever wrote. Turned the whole gravity thing upside down. Yep. I, I, that's such a cheesy science joke. It just made me laugh it's, so hard when a, I heard it. It's a dad joke. It's a dad joke. joke. Yeah, it's, it's a dad science like joke. The pun yeah. was intended. Yes, the fact that he says that. I yeah. mean, it's... I get it. It was a thing. Yeah. But, um... <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, then, you know, uh, all of a sudden you see, uh... The stripper starts leaving the stage or whatever, and Brock gets up and says, uh, I'll be right back. Because he's, he's yeah. you know, <laughs> he's going to, you know, get him some. So, is this like a regular occurrence for him? Like, I don't know yes. how often they hang out in strip clubs. Oh. So, I'm, I'm wondering if, 
Like I, the thing is, I'm pretty sure I've seen this episode back in the day. Uh, Brock Fox. Because... <laughs> Brock Fox. Well, because Brock I remember Fox. the caterpillar part that we see eventually. Yeah. But like, I also the part I remember was just like, oh, they show this on Cartoon Network because, like, I was just like, oh wow, he's just gonna bang this. Yeah. person in the bathroom of the strip club and the part that grossed me out who <laughs> mouth kisses a stripper i know i know it's like Whoa. but that's i Horrible. think that's the set the tone that's the let you know these are the people we're dealing with the, like the ventures like dr venture i mean you don't really fully know that he is a absolute failure of a scientist at least not from this episode but Basically, he was a boy adventurer. He was the Johnny Quest of his time. His father was like the original Dr. Quest, you know, this big, you know, super scientist. He, he's got this huge father complex because his father was like the world's greatest scientist. And he was the world's greatest boy adventurer until he hit puberty. And then all of a sudden, you know, he was no longer a boy adventurer and he you know, wasn't really a scientist, but he tried, you know, he just sort of, because his dad was, that's what he decided to be, but he's not good at it. And like, you know, just seeing Brock kissing a stripper on the so, mouth just tells you the quality of the bodyguard he has. So I'll play devil's advocate here. And, and um, at least they went to the strip club early. Cause what was it like <laughs> nine o'clock at night? Let's say maybe 10. Somewhere, yeah, like eight or nine. Yeah. Because uh, because Brock said it didn't really get busy until 11. So, yeah, it's it's a couple hours before that. And so at least for that night, Brock maybe was the first person doing it. Like <laughs> there was there was nothing. I'm just saying there was nothing else, you know, contaminating that situation prior to that uh, it's not like he was carefully keith it's we not, need to uh it's, it's not, not like our stripper listeners. it's not like he was it's <laughs> not like he was kissing a stripper at three o'clock in the morning is what i'm saying like he was kissing her before the rush after all the deposits were made <laughs> not after before she needed the mouthwash well i don't know what they do but I'm and just... there they go. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Keith. We're going to have nobody listening now. Bye, stripper listeners. It was fun. Bye, strippers. Wait. Bye, Ashton Kutcher. Wait, did we have... Uh, wait, are those in the same group? But we don't <laughs> anymore. Oh, they God. are now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Poor guy. Sorry, Ashton. So, yeah. We, uh, I'll slip we... you a five. Oh, I'll slip you a 20, but you got to give me 15. <laughs> he needs to make change in your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um yeah uh so we cut back to the boys uh hank and dean they're just being boys uh they're back at the compound uh but before they left dean was put in charge because dean's the more responsible one uh you know uh anyhow they they end up you know goofing around and dean basically makes a deal with Hank that if he drinks this really disgusting drink he made and you see all this stuff on the counter like like eggs and and milk and and like peanut butter and jelly and and it, it even Hank wait, makes a comment about him spitting wait, in it wait 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 Tom you're not mentioning the the number one thing the only thing that was labeled oh god 
I don't want to say it because it makes me gag. Fucking say it, Tom. I'm not going to say it. The number one oh. thing, the only, oh, no. the only jar on the counter no. that was labeled was mayo. Oh. And it I didn't, didn't wanna... even say mayonnaise. It just we said didn't... mayo. We didn't have to talk about it. I don't like mayo. We could have just gone hey, over it. Tom. We could have skipped it. You picked the fucking episode, bro. I did. We're... But we. It's eight. Yeah, you're right. There was like a banana. Mm-hmm. There was mayo. The right there sounds like a sex crime scene. There was there was there was peanut what? butter. There was hot. There was like a hot sauce sex. jar. No, just the just like the reenactment. How are like you gonna the, lubricate the banana? Yeah, you're you gonna lube the banana with the mayo. Oh, um, oh so There was there was obviously a I'm jar of like hot dumb. sauce. <laughs> oh. So oh, yeah. there was there was a lot of gross things in there, and not only yeah. that, but after Hank drinks it, because mm-hmm. he goes to Dean, he's like, "If I drink this, you're gonna be my slave." And Dean's like, "Yeah." And he drinks it, and Dean goes, "I spit in that," <laughs> like, and he's just like, he's just dumbfounded, like Hank yeah. just like fucking downed it. <laughs> But what Dean didn't count on is that slavery fucking sucks. Because then, well, I guess we're we'll getting, get there. We're it getting there. Happen. Yeah, it's like, it doesn't you're happen ju- right away. You're jumping. You're skipping I'm scenes. Jumping. Sorry, sorry, Tom. You you take take control back. <laughs> but I will take the reins. Dean, Dean's gonna get his his comeuppance. Yeah, he does. He gets it. <laughs> Uh, so let's see. So uh, we go back to Brock in the toilet at the strippers club, and he's making out. This is when he's full mouth kissing the stripper oh, at the club, yeah. and all of a sudden he starts which, having flashbacks. Which honestly, honestly, if you were no, it's it's he's having PTSD, and <laughs> if you if anybody mouth kisses a stripper, you immediately <laughs> yeah, have PTSD. PTSD. If even if you were never mm-hmm. in active military war. You immediately have this. This is a, this is a an unknown. This is a a unique unknown fact. If you mouth kiss a stripper, you immediately have PTSD flashbacks. Even if you were not in active military combat, it's it's it's, it's a it's a weird phenomenon. <laughs> I gotta ask Keith, how do you know this? Oh, by this show. The last time you oh, mouth kissed yeah. a stripper in the yeah. club. <laughs> I've never mouth kissed a stripper for this exact reason. Right, because then he would be having flashbacks like Brock, where he starts imagining all the fun times he had murdering people. Well, I mean, for Brock, it was fun times. For most other, like, Brock is a god. Yeah. Most other people would be having horrible times, you know? It's... Whereas his his mentor calls him the uh, Swedish murder machine. Yes, Brock Sampson. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's having these flashbacks. In fact, I don't know if you guys noticed, but during these flashbacks when he's, like, twisting people's necks and he's he's throwing, like, explosives and he's, he's shooting guys underwater with spear guns, all of a sudden there's a, there's a quick scene of him where he's purple and he looks like the Incredible Hulk mm-hmm. as he murders somebody. I don't know if you caught that, but I it made, made me laugh. No, I think he's purple... 
The Incredible Hulk is green. I think he's oh, purple because he he jumps yeah. out of like really cold water, right? I you know I'm sorry, I'm really stupid. I, so they spoof the Incredible Hulk in a later episode, and there's a guy who looks like a well, it's a cross between Pete Rose, who's a baseball player, which I'm sure neither of you know who he is. Um, Pete Rose, former baseball player, is that old the guy, guy who got in trouble for, for gambling. gambling? Or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Corey knows Pete Rose. I'm impressed. Yeah, I, I knew. I yeah. I only know him from wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, anyhow, there's there's a character that's like a cross between Pete Rose and an Incredible Hulk, but he's purple, and for some reason, ever since I, I I've been you know I've watched this series. If I don't see the Incredible Hulk, uh, and and see that it's clear, you know, he's clearly green. I I mistake him for the purple Incredible Hulk spoof that they have later on, and I think, oh yeah, he's they're making fun of the Hulk. And it's like, no, they're not. I'm just stupid. Sorry. So yeah, he's not the Hulk in that. <laughs> I'm just mixing him up for a Hulk parody later on. Um, but yeah, so he ends up. Uh, he he snaps out of like these flashbacks and he's like i can't do this and then he's, he, <laughs> he, zips you know, <laughs> he zips up and the strippers you know gets up from the ground that's you just see her head appearing from where they had the camera you know as she gets up i, I mean that's not the first time she's heard this and like <laughs> <laughs> it's, he's he's she's assuming that he's like all of a sudden having guilt for like his wife at home or something Mm-hmm. and uh he's like no i need to go past my license to kill license test mm-hmm. oh but <laughs> but before he even does that right so he he leaves the bathroom and before he even leaves the strip club he sits down and he's talking with doc and doc says this is he's dr venture has a few really great lines in this episode another one where he says you know, they're talking about the talent and how the place is dead. And he's like, well, you know, the last one uh, said she was 19, but she had a C-section and more lines on her face than a mirror at Studio 54. Mm-hmm. And that cracked me up. Because <laughs> they, they, I, I know and later on they make a couple uh, Studio 54 Coke jokes that <laughs> they reference. But, um, yeah, it... He, so he makes that comment, and then Brock just, you know, you, you could see Brock's upset, and he just ditches Doc. And Doc's upset because he's like, you're my bodyguard. You're supposed to protect me. And it just upsets Brock even more because he's like, how can I protect you when I'm not a secret agent? And he just yeah. leaves. Uh, and that's when we're, I believe, we, we get our first scene with Dr. Girlfriend, uh, who Charlene, I think, is the name she goes by in this episode. But, uh, yeah, uh, so uh, right before we change scenes, you know, a bartender gives Dr. Venture a drink and says the lady down there bought it for you. And, you know, you see Dr. Girlfriend, she waves at him, and he starts walking over to her. Um, you know, now we cut back to the Venture compound where uh, Hank is now in charge because, you know, Dean lost the bet. Hank drank that nasty shit. Uh, and like Keith said, you know, now Dean's getting his come comeuppance. He's now having to shine his shine Hank's shoes and and what do you have him wearing? Uh, what do you have him wearing? Like a, Pant, a pants on his head? Or? Pants on his head. Like had his pants wrapped around his head to form a turban or something. 
and uh, yeah. I think no shirt on. He, just making Dean look like an idiot. Um, and uh, I think that's when, uh, is this when Hank is getting Dean to drink one of his drinks? Yep. Or is that a little later? Well, he's getting ready to make Dean drink his drink, and Dean just wants nothing of it because he knows what's in that shit. That's gross. And uh, that's when Brock comes home. He sees them. And he's like, you know, what are you boys doing? Quit, quit messing around. Blah blah blah. And that's when Hank says, "Yeah, Dean, Dean won't drink this drink, and I'm in charge." He lost a bet, and you know, basically drink Brock's drink, just, Dean. yeah, drink the drink, Dean. Don't well shot a bet. Be a man. And he just. Yeah man and he walks away all depressed i feel like that's i'm sorry don't welsh on a bat that's that's derogatory what my name my <laughs> the root of my name keith is welsh uh, i had a, don't welsh on a bat. i had a feeling that that might i i remember hearing God this and i'm it. like i wonder if I wonder if one of them will bring this up. I didn't think so, but Keith brought it up. I don't know. Like I feel like when he said "Don't Welsh on a bet," I feel like that's 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 a derogatory towards Welsh people, which I'm not, but my name is. So, but what the what? hell are you complaining in, about? In current fucking culture, I have all rights to complain because I am okay. I fair have enough. Welsh name. This is all right. Here's here's another situation where Keith doesn't <laughs> understand how words work. <laughs> I apologize for that. No, no, so no. So he's hearing Welsh, like the people. Yes, yeah. Welsh. Welsh, with a ch, not an sh. Oh, is it? Is it that? <laughs> Yes. Yes. Oh well, you know what? It's not like thank you, Corey. It's not like don't Irish out a bet, Keith. <laughs> That's what I thought it was. <laughs> Shit. In that case, you know what? Um, I'm gonna stick with my guns. I'm still offended. <laughs> with current modern day culture, people do not let up. So, fuck this show. I'm offended. <laughs> I. I, I I still like Brock though. He's he's honestly the best part of the show. He is great. Uh so let's see, where were we? Uh anyhow, so Dean ends up having to drink the drink and we cut back to Doctor Venture flirting kinda badly with Doctor Girlfriend. Um we uh yes. Uh, she's and Monarch doc- is in Doctor Girlfriend's ear. Yes. Like coaching her. It's just like, all right, now seductively <laughs> stroke the rim the of, your of your glass yeah yeah which like obviously like he's trying oh, to coach well. her but she knows exactly <laughs> what to fucking do because she did it to him like it like she seduced the monarch already well see keith you're just making assumptions now if you watch the series you would know who seduced whom Oh, you saying the monarch seduced her? Very much so. Well, that's kind of fucked. <laughs> I mean, great. She, she has a deep manly voice, but the her three pack a day <laughs> voice. The rest is pretty good. But if you compare, if you if you put it on mute and look at that visually, <laughs> there is In... no way that should have happened. I was going to say, you should see the costume. Her, her misses, a doctor misses the monarch costume in later seasons. It's, it's like the sexiest villain kind of costume ever. 
But then and she's it, like, hi, boys. <laughs> I know. And that's what makes it great because it's just that running gag where she, she in, in the, like, even later on, someone refers to her as the hottest piece of ass in villainy. And it's like, you know, they, they always talk about how hot she is, but the, the, the voice. Hi, guys. Yep. You know. But uh, anyhow, so yeah, we, we cut back and like Keith, uh, like Corey had mentioned, uh, the monarch is talking to her through the, the earpiece she has in and giving instructions uh, on to how to seduce Dr. Venture. And he's watching because there's some hidden camera on her or whatever. So he's watching it. And during this, all of a sudden, he's sitting on his throne uh, in his cocoon, his flying cocoon, which is his headquarters. <laughs> Uh, he starts to, it's insinuated that he starts to uh, jerk himself off mm -hmm. while, uh, you know, instructing Dr. Girlfriend how to seduce his arch enemy. Weird. Uh, I mean, yeah. a uh, little bit, like, cuckold. Um, <laughs> like, he's, watching, bit, yeah. he's watching his girlfriend making out with his enemy, and he's <laughs> masturbating to it. Well, and, <laughs> that's, what the fuck? That's, well, that, uh, uh, super... Tom, Tom, I see why you picked this episode. <laughs> this is a very interesting plot line. I knew Keith would appreciate it. It's, uh, <laughs> I mean, well, there is literally zero chance that any other episode of any other cartoon we're gonna find this plot line. <laughs> True. Without uh, watching some hardcore hentai. <laughs> well, that's next week when you pick the oh, episode, no. right? <laughs> I might just, I might just fucking find I, something. Uh, <laughs> I just, I just kind of realized that it's not outside of our wheelhouse to actually do that. <laughs> <laughs> From now True. on, we're just googling like. Cuckold hentai, and oh, it's, we're just finding he is all not doing good with words tonight. No, no he is, no. yeah. <laughs> you, you Welsh bastard, you. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I lack the enunciation, uh, which is funny because the word to enunciate and enunciation—it's really hard to not enunciate the word enunciate. It's you can always enunciate it. Whoa. None viewers if you're listening to this or you go back and listen just pretend i was pronouncing it correctly because i slur my speech quite often mm. but uh don't give keith the satisfaction wait, of thinking wait, you that do? he's got company so i say what? it perfectly no 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 per i'm saying no, i'm, I'm saying it says it perfectly yeah cory cory usually gets things right i occasionally slur my speech and you you're just way off <laughs> oh god damn it that's God I want that COVID. That's my campaign. So, Tom, Tom was like, I, I was, right. I was like vindicated because Tom <laughs> was like, hey, viewers, sometimes I say things wrong, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, that means, that means I must be pretty good because I haven't apologized yet for that. <laughs> no. No? No. Not good? <laughs> Not good. So, uh, anyhow. Yeah, so, doesn't she... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so... Uh... I'm not Travis, am I? Am I Travis? Doc... <laughs> oh, God. Doctor, uh, 
Dr. Girlfriend and uh, Dr. Venture end up back at uh, the Venture compound, and they're in Dr. Venture's room, making out, fooling around, and, you know, you hear uh, the monarch talking to, you know, uh, Dr. Girlfriend through the earpiece, and all of a sudden Dr. Girlfriend goes, you know, do you have a condom? And uh, <laughs> you know, he starts. Stick... This is the best part of the episode. <laughs> he starts. He I know the one condom, and it it falls the dust. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it's like thirty years old, and apparently he didn't even have it in like a wrapper. Because when he pulls it out of the drawer, it's like by itself. No, like, it wasn't a wrapper. Was it? Yeah, he takes Did it he out. Pull it out of the yeah. wrapper. I missed. Yeah, I missed him pulling it out of a wrapper, but like, yeah, it just crumbles it apart. Like, it was like, Rusty I don't need does. to please a woman. Yeah, <laughs> which, which is is that the line? I'm I'm sorry, but yeah. a, a condom is not there to please a woman. It's to not impregnate them. It's this. As you soon can't. as he as soon as he said that, I was like, oh no, oh no, he's a virgin. He thinks condoms are for pleasure. Oh, no. No, Keith. He's just trying to cover his ass. He just doesn't realize that condoms suck for everybody. It's just to make Mm. you not pregnant. (laughs) And not give you AIDS. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, anyhow, while he's, he's saying that, you know, that, uh, Rusty doesn't need gadgets to pleasure a woman, uh, that's when, uh, Dr. Girlfriend injects him with some kind of serum, and, uh, you know, Dr. Venture passes out, and is, you know, she's holding his, his wig as he passes out, and he just falls down while she's holding the wig in the, the air, um, and we cut to, to Dean and Brock, uh, they're in the kitchen and they're practicing for his written exam where Dean's sort of asking him a series of questions and uh, basically like these these questions have uh, A, B, C, D answers but Brock just immediately interrupts and gives the way he would solve the situation which is some over-the-top ridiculous not even an option for a question you know like uh what would you do if a sniper has you in his sights uh a polar bear is about to attack you and there's like a third an threat alligator. An, alligator. an alligator yeah and he was like yeah, he well you the, do a rips the you do a backward somersault and then you rip <laughs> the alligator's jaw off and use it as a boomerang to take out the sniper, sniper and then yep. the Bear takes the obvious easy way out by eating the yep, sniper that fell to yeah. the ground. And it was just like, what? <laughs> I mean, and it was... the thing is, when you see Brock fight, you're just like, oh yeah, totally fucking plausible. But That's like, totally what he'd do, yeah. But like when he says that, you're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and uh, while they're talking about this, uh, Dr. Venture comes in and you know, he's got this mark on his neck from where the injection was. And, uh, you know, Brock says something about, you know, being worried about the thing on his neck. Uh, you know, and he's Dr. Venture's, ah, it's just a love bite. Yeah, he's trying what? to brag about what happened the last night. And he's like, Brock, we need more condom. <laughs> yeah, I need more condom. Singular. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I need more condom. <laughs> Could one. you pick me up some? No, We're I think he said, can you pick me up one? <laughs> I think he's actually said one. Like, oh, 
I might do this one more time. <laughs> yeah. So the doc starts to head back to his room. He's got two cups of coffee. He's going to go uh, see if he could go for round two with uh, Charlene, only to find she's completely gone. And you see in the background, you see that, that rope ladder kind of flying away in the background because the, the monarch shows up with his flying cocoon. <laughs> and I, I love the fact Is that, that he's a butterfly. Yes, yes, and it and it's something like that gets brought up a lot. Like I, I think it's uh, Doctor Venture brings it up in like the season two. He's in there and he just goes, "Wait, I just got it. You know, this is a cocoon, but you're a butterfly. But cocoons don't fly." And then, <laughs> basically, the monarch goes, "It's a themed thing. What am I supposed to fly? A, a giant flying butterfly? You know." Which of course makes more sense, but uh, yeah. So he's fly he flies a giant cocoon instead of a butterfly for whatever. Oh no, I figured it out actually. After years and years of watching the show, I was thinking about it like how silly it was that he flies a cocoon. But there's a couple episodes when his henchmen leave the cocoon. You know, they they jump out of the the hole like on the side, and it looks like butterflies actually immersing from the cocoon flying out because they they wear the fake wings and everything and i was like oh i get it now but the fact that it flies is just stupid as hell yeah. <laughs> and great but um yeah so dr girl uh sorry the monarch picks up dr girlfriend uh we cut to them you know in their cocoon and uh you know, the monarch's pretty pissed because he's pretty sure Dr. Girlfriend slept with Dr. Venture. He didn't want her to actually sleep with him, supposedly. And uh, is also annoyed because she seems almost, uh, initially, she seems, like, sad or, or feels bad or guilty that she did this to Dr. Venture. And, you know, we see that kind of kind of gets even, you know, gets that, that feeling grows. Like, she starts to feel even worse and worse throughout the episode. Um, so let's see here. Uh, Doc eventually calls Dr. Girlfriend wanting a second date. And because Dr. Girlfriend feels bad about injecting him, she, she really feels like she can't say no. So she finally agrees. Yeah, I'll meet you again. We'll, we'll do it again. And, uh, so, uh, I think that's when we, we, we start, uh, we cut to Brock when he's at the secret agent test. Um, yeah, right. I didn't miss anything. Fucking badass. Did, did <laughs> yes. we go through the montage of him training already? Oh, oh no, no, thank you. That's what that's I knew there was something that felt was missing. Yeah. So after that, we cut to the montage, or right before the montage, basically Hank and Dean uh promised or, or offered to help Rock train. And uh it starts with oh yes. So it starts with Hank coming into the, the kitchen with a glass filled with raw eggs, and he slams it on the table and tells Brock to drink it because it's you know his training starts now, and you're gonna uh, was it eat lightning and crap thunder, and that's when Dean looks at the the glass of eggs and goes, I I think he's gonna be eating eggs and crapping eggs, but uh, <laughs> I don't know I think that cracked me up it, because Brock. Brock looks at him, he just looks at him and goes, Did you spit in this? <laughs> and you know, <laughs> no, and they don't eyeball me, Samson. Yeah. <laughs> he just he chugs those eggs and that's just ugh. The only thing worse is if it had mayo in it. <laughs> oh, but it didn't. So why did you go there? 
I know. Ugh. But yeah, we so we we cut to this montage where they're training. Uh, you know, they're doing things like Brock's doing push-ups. He's he's uh you know he's training with the the robot helper. Helpers like throwing knives at him, and he's dodging. And and then uh, at one point, he's you see in the montage, he starts fighting Dean, who's wearing like the the kind of safety suit that someone would wear at one of those like uh, rape prevention classes. You know, where they they teach you to defend yourself and. People wear those, those suits so they don't get hurt, but they have to yeah. act as an attacker. And you just see Brock go to town, beating the living hell out of Dean, smashing him into lockers, and just really just breaking him to pieces. Um, but yeah, eventually the 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 montage ends, and uh, Brock's getting ready to go to his uh, secret agent exam. Uh, Hank fixes him a bagged lunch. Uh, was it? Uh, bologna and cheese with the crust cut off just the way I like it, as Hank said. Uh, then uh, Dean tells him, hey, I, I put some crib notes in your uh, your your watch, the wristwatch, the communicator watch they use to talk to each other. It's kind of like one of those Apple watches or I, whatever the hell those are called, iWatches, Apple existed. watches. Before they existed. Yeah, we're talking like 12, 13 years before they existed. Um, and then helper gives him a, a hug with a, and a, a rabbit's foot for good luck. Uh, we get to where they do the test and, um, what, what was it? Uh, what was it? Uh, they go to do the test. Uh, shoot. I'm trying to remember where were we? Training my oh sorry I while we were talking I had my notes in front of me and I flipped them over I was looking back at my old notes and all of a sudden I realized oh yeah I'm looking at the stuff we talked about 20 minutes ago uh, yeah so he's now at the um, getting ready to take his test uh, but before we go into that we cut back to the lab where uh, you hear a screaming coming on from. Uh, Dr. Venture's room and the boys run up and you, you hear Dr. Venture say, you know, those of you with a weak stomach leave now. And he he proceeds to explain uh, something really bad has happened to him. So, of course, Dean, who's you know a bit of a, a wuss, you know, he covers his eyes and just leaves the room. Hank stays there because, you know, Hank's used to this shit and he just unfazed by it. All of a sudden, Dr. Venture, you know, throws off his comforter and he's this giant caterpillar it's basically this massive like 12 foot tall caterpillar with uh that's green with just dr venture's face on top of the head uh with his glasses and uh this is the line i was talking about Corey, when i said there's a line from here that's been in my uh facebook profile for for years now it's uh dr venture says the dean Apparently, this is the reward I get for years of screwing with super science. In short, yeah. I pissed in eyes. I pissed in God's eye, and he blinked. He blinked. <laughs> he blinked. I love that line. <laughs> and I always think whenever I'm whenever I'm working in the lab and something bad happens, I always think of Doctor Venture saying that. <laughs> I pissed in God's eye, and he blinked. <laughs> Uh, nice. but yeah, so anyhow, Hank is taking the whole situation real well. And even Dr. Venture at, at this point, like, you know, Hank, you, what's, 
he's totally cool with this. What's going on? And he more or less explains this is the normal for them. They're they're used to really this bizarre shit happening all the time. Which if you you know, watch the series, you'll see that they are always having these really bizarre adventures that usually center around, you know, failure or self-centeredness or Dr. Venture's desire to feel young and want to get laid. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, let's see. So, let's... Uh... Oh, yeah. And, and right after he says that really great line, you see Helper the Robot come come into the screen and he's holding uh what looks to be like a a, a thing of skin it's dr venture's skin his dermis <laughs> and hank oh. says i i bet if you put that under the your pillow the tooth fairy will give you a grand <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah yeah so um we'll go back to the the monarch's uh bedroom and he, again, is fighting with Dr. Girlfriend. Uh, he's angry that she's feeling guilty about doing what she did. And uh, he accuses her accuses her of sleeping with Dr. Venture again. And, you know, it's a relatively short scene. But basically, it's just to, to reiterate the fact that Dr. Girlfriend is actually feeling bad about the fact that she seduced him and then you know injected him with the serum and that it was that easy uh, to kind of take him out. So uh, She fucked him. Yeah, I think I mean, so. Because the thing is, at some point, the monarch says, like, because she's like, no, I didn't have sex with him. And he's like, prove it. Prove it, yeah. And, like, <laughs> you can't prove a negative. Like, you can't. You can't. Like, <laughs> what What the fuck is she going to do? Like, she going to, like, rewind mm. time and, like, videotape her not fucking him? Like, it's. <laughs> like that mm. doesn't you know you can't prove that something didn't happen that's yeah. the whole reason why conspiracy theories exist is because you can't prove that it didn't happen <laughs> like yeah, and she also yeah. uh, she also tries to convince him that they have a lot more in common than he thinks and, well, and he's like and well, now we like, do yeah I, now we do <laughs> It's like, yeah, they're probably Eskimo brothers now. Oh, so. no. But, like... <sighs> oh, no. You guys don't know what that means. I, do, I, do I know, know what that, that means. means. Okay. I. You guys watch the league? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Speaking like of the, league... I watched, like, the first four seasons of that show. That's the whole reason I watched that show before I even got into our fantasy football league. That's the only reason why I felt comfortable getting into the fantasy football league. Not like I learned anything about fantasy the, football. Yeah, not, all the not, people in that show, but the fact all that, the players have long since retired. But, well, the thing is, not, <laughs> not, like, not like I learned anything about fantasy football or how to even do it, but the fact that all of those degenerates can actually run a league and be part of a league i was like oh shit you don't need to know anything about football to be in fantasy football you just need no, to like just need a bunch of people that don't get COVID on you left and right <laughs> there you go <laughs> you just need a yeah. bunch of players that hopefully score well don't get injured and don't get COVID. yeah yeah i, I don't have any oh. of those yeah. I don't know if you check the score. Well, actually, I'm, uh, I'm about to crush Tom. Well, no, yeah, you and to Tom, Tom are. Tom, you really? Me. Have you looked at the score, though? Oh, I haven't. No, no. The score <laughs> <is not. 
<laughs> Your oh, quarterback on, is not don't doing get excited. well. Don't get, don't get excited about 14 to 6. I'm getting excited because oh, I didn't think I was going to win, but I'm ahead of you, 14 to 6. Tom, that's, that's nothing. You're still projected to lose by, like, Keith, Keith. Seven Keith, points. you're in the losers bracket. You don't get to say anything. I'm in the losers yeah, bracket with. Um, yeah, we both wait, did. Wait, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I'm in the losers bracket, and I also have a guy on injured reserve, a guy out, a guy on COVID, and three people questionable right now. But that's like, like my other. League, that's yeah. like half my uh, ridiculous. Half my fucking team is like Keith. Laid up. You're complaining. I got an injured reserve. I got a suspended. I got a... What's the uh, What's the NF... Uh, non-football injury reserve. Yeah. Right. Well, hey, listen. Uh, that's the mental let's, one. Let's finish this fucking episode because I have my dog with me and he's going to want to pee. And if I don't let him out, he's going to pee on my floor. So... Okay, so we cut the doctor. So we, uh, we Dr. Venture. make him pee on his floor. <laughs> no. I will end this <laughs> fucking episode. <laughs> I mean, don't fuck with Keith. Either that, or I'm gonna end this fucking dog, and you don't want to see that either. So, I would rather end the episode than end the dog. So, all right, uh, for Winston's sake, we're gonna speed this up. Yeah. So we cut back to Doc. Uh, he's in his lab, of course. Being a giant caterpillar, he's not able to. He doesn't have hands anymore, so he has helper. Uh, his robot acting as his hands for him. Uh, and then we, we proceed to see that Helper, you know, you might have seen him earlier, seemed like a very caring robot and everything. He is very caring, but he's a venture robot, so he's kind of a failure of a robot. And you see him proceed to have no idea what Dr. Venture's talking about when he asks what chemicals to take. And a little later on, you even see him, he just, like, like a child or a puppy, he just starts, like, eating the chemicals or the Pouring test tubes just to see <laughs> yeah until it upsets his internals and he decides to take a chemical dump on the floor be uh, you know an acidic dump which just starts dissolving the floor uh, but yeah uh we go back to brock who shows up for his test uh, he has to hand over his watch and any loose paper he has. So right there, you know, he's not going to do well on the written exam because he doesn't have his, you know, cheat sheet that <laughs> Dean gave him. Uh, let's see here. Then we uh, we go back. Uh, Brock goes to the shooting range. And something you guys must have picked up at this point because uh, he says it. Uh, Brock does not use guns. He never uses guns. He just he doesn't shoot people with guns. It's not his style. He will murder anyone any other way. He he prefers using his you know hunting knife he carries on him, but you know he's not limited to that. He'll he'll murder you with his hands. He'll he'll pick up you know surrounding objects. Do whatever to take care of you. But uh, you then see he proceeds to pretty much ace his uh, shooting range test by murdering all the targets with his knife and uh, yeah. It's it's pretty ridiculous, <laughs> but um, yep. So, uh, anyhow, uh, he destroys all the targets uh, with his knife. Uh, helper, we cut back to Helper, who uh, is now holding a shotgun to Doctor Venture's head. And, oh know, yeah, Venture... this is like <laughs> took a turn pretty south really quick for him. <laughs> He's just like, all right, this is it. 
Yeah. Well, I think in the pilot so he episode, ended... he, ends up, he ends up taking, like, two... Not, spoilers. Spoiler, everyone. And on the pilot, pilot episode, episode. I, I think he ends up, like, taking two of his sons... A kidney from both his sons just had better kidneys. Because his... Well, I'm not going to ruin, like, the situation any more than that. But, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Oh, but... <laughs> Uh, but anyhow, Helper refuses to pull wait, the trigger. Wait, wait. So he didn't have bad kidneys? He just wanted better kidneys? Uh, no, he had his kidneys taken away. Oh, okay. All right. I was because say, he, 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 he was trying per- to get drugs in Mexico. I was and... going to say, if he had perfectly functioning uh, kidneys, it, it went like, wrong. Yeah, but I want them, I want them young kidneys. <laughs> like, <laughs> that would be fucked up. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean... The fact that he had his kidneys stolen and then he needed his kids' kidneys is also fucked up. But just different yeah. levels of fucked. Because oh, yeah. it could have been the malicious, like, my kidneys are fine, but yours are better. Give them to me. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so uh, Helper refuses to, to kill Dr. Venture. He refuses to pull the trigger and takes off. Dr. Venture gets angry, yells at him. And while he's shouting at Helper, all of a sudden, um, the silk, or, or I'm trying to think what it's called. I think it's silk. You know, the caterpillar, uh, the thread starts pouring out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he can't control it. It just starts pouring out of his mouth. And all of a sudden, he instinctively looks around and he realizes it's time to make a cocoon. Like, he's just possessed almost where he can't control himself and you see him climbing up the wall and getting onto the ceiling and then he just starts uh forming a cocoon around himself um we cut back to brock's agent uh secret agent exam review uh let's see the the guy who was testing him says he totaled every car but his own on the driving course he refused to use guns at the shooting range and the best part is, during the written exam, all he did was draw Icarus from the Led Zeppelin album. You know, the, the winged guy, uh, you know, the yeah. naked winged man. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, small trivia, a uh, little trivia fact for you. He has an incomplete Icarus tattooed on his arm. Uh he ended up getting jumped in the middle of the tattoo, so he just has the naked man without the wings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, anyhow, uh, as it turns out, the, the guy who's administering the exam is uh, General Timothy Traster's son. And General, uh, General Traster is uh, voiced by... Uh, Toby Huss, I believe his name is. Uh, if you guys want to know who he is, you remember King of the Hill? The the show on Fox? Yes. Okay. Uh, you remember uh, Hank's father and his neighbor? Uh, the Laotian guy was the neighbor and his father was uh, Cotton, Cotton Hill. Uh, anyhow, uh, the guy who does the voice of the, the general, General Tracer, is... Uh, the same guy who does the voice of those characters. So they end up getting a lot of uh, very big voice actors. Uh, in fact, in season seven, not to go too much on a tangent, uh, Mark Hamill voices the clue, uh, not the clue clowny. Oh, I'm spacing out. Uh, Presto Changeo. That's the name of his character. It's kind of, you know, kind of has a clownish element because they, they had him 
you know, he's not a full ripoff on the Joker. He's got like these shifting powers, but they they still had Mark Hamill do him, and uh, they also had uh, the voice of the guy who did Batman, the animated series. Um, I can't believe I'm spacing on his name. Uh, uh, I could. Kevin Conroy. Kevin, yeah, I was gonna say Brian, but I knew a Brian Conway. Um, anyhow, yeah, he he's he's also he's Captain Sunshine. There's like three episodes of the Venture Brothers uh, with a character named Captain Sunshine, who's kind of a ripoff of uh, or a spoof on Batman, uh, and he's voiced by the voice actor who does Batman, uh, which is great. Um, Anyhow, so yeah, sorry, a little tangent on the voice actors, but yeah, uh, so uh, the agent ends up saying, yeah, my father was General Tracer, uh, you know, he spoke of you as if you were a god, you saved his life, and he just tears up the exam and just, you, you know, gives him his license. <laughs> you didn't disappoint, exactly. And, uh, and Brock even goes, oh. as a kid. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can you imagine? Baby said, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess the Adventure Brothers could, but can you imagine Brock as a babysitter? Like, that's. <laughs> that's just like. Just basically, make sure he doesn't die. <laughs> well, like, mm-hmm. he will make sure that you do not die, but at the same time, he's like the most badass, hard ass person, like, ever. Well, you say that, and, and yes, it's true, but it's funny because, like, in. A lot of episodes, he he really cares about the boys. Like he, those boys are like the closest thing to his sons. So it's funny because, yeah, he's such a hard ass. But sometimes you'll see he'll go up and like he'll lick his thumb and he'll start cleaning one of their cheeks. Like they'll have him do that occasionally, or he'll have them do lice checks and he'll start like combing their hair and doing things like that. You know, it's just kind of silly after you see him murder a bunch of people so violently oh yes that's the ultimate sign of affection is a lice check (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah Uh, no that's his military like you gotta realize that's it that's his military like upbringing mm, like he's mm -hmm. he's he's checking them for fucking parasites like yeah (laughs) Uh, so uh anyhow um hank uh, we cut back to, we're almost at the end now. Uh, we cut back to the lab. Hank walks in to check on his, on Dr. Venture, who is almost done finishing his cocoon. And he, he, he basically asks Dean if he knows how to use a shotgun because he wants Dean to pretty much blow his brains out instead of help her. Yeah. Uh, and that's when, when, or sorry, he wants Hank to do that, but that's when Dean comes in, uh, covering his eyes still. still so at, at yeah. no, yeah, at no point has Dean actually seen what Dr. Venture looks like during this this time, which is funny. But uh, he says, you know, a lady with a super deep voice is here to see you, and he brings Dr. Girlfriend there, and uh, you know the doc panics because he sees you know his his lady friend. And, uh, you know, he's now a caterpillar and he's, he's, you know, kind of self-conscious. Uh, and as, anyhow, they start talking and you see Dr. Venture kind of feels bad about the whole situation, but explains that this is just por- part of the super science racket. These things happen. And, uh, Dr. Girlfriend asks for one last kiss and he says, sure. And when she kisses his cheek, she injects him with the antidote. Of course, you know, Dr. Venture misinterprets this like he misinterprets 
most things. And he's like, oh, you dirty girl, you. You like it rough. And then he passes out. Uh, uh, and then... I think he we... actually almost calls her a slut. But, like, it's yeah. like while yep. he's passing out. It's like, <laughs> yep. oh, God. You're a slut. You're a real... F- <laughs> God damn. Dr. Venture, like, you're... You've been watching too much porn. You can't just like this is like your second fucking date, and you're like, you slut, like, what the? Come on, man. Like, you gotta, you gotta agree to the dirty terms. Like, you can't, I don't want to. You can't call somebody oh. a slut on the second date because their kiss hurt. Like. You know, there's a, a episode in like season six, I think. And he's just he makes a comment because he's he's looking for a hookup. He's looking for a, you know a, a a woman to. He wants to be a sugar daddy for a woman because he's got money and he and he says, what does he say? Um, oh, he goes. Uh, he's talking with this guy about this woman. He just goes, well, what are we talking about here? What are we talking about here? Like no orifice off limits or <laughs> it was just like oh my god, god damn. Uh, it's uh... but you have to remember this is the kind i mean dr venture isn't a great person he isn't no. even a good person he's no. not a good guy he's a very selfish he's not an evil person but he's not a good person <laughs> so that yeah these things are to remind us of that but yeah. uh and anyhow, we're we're right at the end. We, you know, so Doctor Venture passes out, and we cut to back to Night Nails, the uh, the strip club, and you see Brock shows up, and uh, the bartender asks him, you know, what can I get you, Captain Mullet or something like that? You know, insults him about his mullet again. <laughs> Brock slaps his his license to kill <laughs> license right on the desk uh, on the countertop. And, uh, you know, as the guy's reading it, all of a sudden he looks up and you hear, and you see Brock launch at him and tackle him as we cut to the, uh, the credits. Um, did you guys watch to the end, the, the, through the credits? No. Seriously? No, I didn't I probably watched this on Hulu. Shit. You should have told us. I, this isn't a I fucking actually Marvel thought I, movie. Yeah. I thought I did. Well, this is before Marvel movies were doing this shit. This isn't they fucking were... Spider-Man when I walk in and redeem my ticket and walk out, Tom. <laughs> God damn. Well, anyhow, there, there's there's always an end scene. Uh, all of them except, I think it's the, the first season of season seven. Or the first episode of season seven. All the other episodes always end with an end scene and a big joke and... Uh, basically, it's it's because we don't know what happened to Doctor Venture, right? You know, last we saw him, he was just calling Doctor Girlfriend a dirty slut, hmm. and uh, you know he passed out. Anyhow, we we end credits and we cut to the last scene, and you just see Doctor, you you see the cocoon start wiggling, and you just see Doctor Venture slide out of the cocoon naked, completely normal because he had the antidote. And he lands on the floor on his ass, naked, and he's covering himself up real quick. And he just goes, what the hell happened? And you see his boys, Hank and Dean, next to him. As soon as he emerges from the cocoon, they yell, go Team Venture. And they, you know, they do the Team Venture thing with their fingers. So, You mean they spread them out in a V-shape? like? Yep, 
and they touch them together. Yep. That's the team venture thing. <laughs> Scissoring. Got it. it. They they do it in like almost every episode. It just uh, yeah, in this just... episode it was at the very end. You're right. They just scissor those things together. You're right. Yeah. 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 I mean, but uh, yeah. Hey, so that's that's I'm it. All for it. <laughs> so Corey, on a scale to one to ten boy adventurers, how many boy adventurers do you give the Venture Brothers, episode eight? Season one, uh, midnight, midlife chrysalis. Um, I'd probably go with six point five and boy adventures. I can see why this is your favorite, you know, cartoon. I would have to put this uh, show probably in the same category that I would put similar shows that we've watched, like uh, Rick and Morty. Um, sorry, Corey. This is gonna be a bunch of shit editing. Yeah, like to I'm my so comment earlier in the episode, four episodes before this, <laughs> you totally proved so me wrong. So when this one with pops me, up, I'm gonna be like, ah, oh, fuck. Me in the earlier part of this episode was like, oh, Corey, you don't have to do that much. You just have to edit like the beginning part of it, and then just like let us fucking run and whatever. And this episode is not that, and. I, and now I apologize <laughs> so, so Keith anyway. how many boy adventures would you give this episode um I would give this a Tom honestly um I have seen episodes of the show before I have not seen this episode before, and I hate to say it, Tom, it's not my favorite episode. I, it was an interesting oh, episode. Oh, yeah. This, this is not the best episode by far. Well, I for just picking not the best episode for us well, to watch. <laughs> okay. Okay, so you guys were, were sort of, you didn't really know much about the series or the, the characters or any of that stuff going into this. And this episode was a little confusing just because you didn't know the backgrounds of everyone. If I were to pick any episode after this, later episode, it's like you need to see the episodes before to know who these people are or to get the references. So, And like I said, it I, I, season one's good, but it it builds and get, it just builds up steam and gets better and better. Believe me, if I played like one of the, the season six or seven episodes where they're they're making fun of the justice league like when they when they move the headquarters to new york and you know you have you know the the spoofs of all the the superhero characters and you have brock fighting against superheroes there's a lot more action in the the comedy is uh you know they they hit their stride but yeah the first that's, season isn't the best but i picked it just because that's where i have a hard time because like i've seen like random episodes back in the day of this show and i know it's like in context better than what i just saw because i haven't seen it in so long this is out of context to me and uh, it's hard because like part of me wants to be like oh well like that standalone episode like uh is a i don't know like with with no context is yeah 
is a six or a five. But like the fact that I know that there is such a breath to the like this show, mm. like uh, there is, ah, um, oh, god damn it. it, like this is it's such a gray area. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna rate it a seven because I know there are phenomenal episodes to this that I mm. have seen in the past that mm. I like have strung together like. I can't rate this episode solely on its own because if you if you introduced yeah. a person to this show only showing them this episode, this episode is like a five. I but, honestly don't know what episode to start you guys with. Oh, totally! Like this, because it's well, we'd have to start problem. from the beginning. Well, exactly. Like, that's and the problem. Is we this... always do that, so I, I wanted to pick something different. I I appreciate you not starting with episode one or two because we've been doing that a lot, and mm-hmm. when it comes down to it, is that like, and that's why I'm going to rate this a seven because ultimately the episode standalone, if you've never seen anything else, would be like a five. It would be like a mediocre. What the hell? What is this? Like, yes, it is entertaining at aspects, but I also don't understand it because it's building on previous material and they obviously have like a a long way to go with stuff. Um, But yeah, it's that that's I'm going to rate it a seven because it's I understand I've seen plenty of other episodes, not necessarily sequentially, but in random order and the show itself has made huge comedic and and actual plotline strides to the point where it's had many seasons it's been very funny it's been memeable it's been awesome like downright downright comedic gold <laughs> so yeah like, but this is the first season. It's slow, and they haven't built up. So I, I completely understand what you're saying and where you're coming from. Because I agree. And in retrospect, I, I was like, I wish I had picked, you know, my one of my favorite episodes instead. But I, I went with this just because I'm like, all right, I like this episode. It was like the first episode I ever saw. And it's in the first season, so oh. I don't have to explain a million different characters and all the background stories. So, and so, let's get a consensus. Is it, like, can we do that in the future, though? Can we do that in the future where maybe we find a show where it's like, here's a really fucking great episode from season three, but like, you need to know like some shit about this before you watch it, kind of thing. That would be better. Yeah, that would be good because like, I would have definitely we, picked. We could we could preface an episode, right? Am I wrong? I don't know. Tell me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Like, I would say if we did something like that, if you were going like deeper in a show, you just kind of give the rundown of what's happened to lead us up to that point. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like a good, yeah. Like, yeah. 10, 10 to fifteen minute like quick synopsis like. Here's the main characters. Here's like the main villain. Here's like the whatever. Like, if it's one of those things that we can actually like synopsis within like 10 minutes, you know, if somebody mm. explaining mm. what the show's about 
And maybe it would be, if the other two people on this podcast have not seen the show, it maybe it would be beneficial for them to explain that before they also watch that episode. Yes, I was just thinking that. <laughs> but one of those things where it's like, hey, here's this show, season three. This episode's fucking great. You know, and go that route. The thing is, with, yeah. this, with this show... I didn't necessarily see the first two full seasons, but like I saw enough random episodes back when they aired to fully understand what the show was and where it was going. So I fully appreciated the episode, which is why I like I'm giving it like two separate ratings where it's like, yeah, yeah. If I never saw anything, it's kind of a bad rating, but like, because I've seen other episodes, it's actually a very good rating because it follows the <laughs> mm. the show and the storyline and the characters and everything else like very very well. And not only that, but like gives like Brock this like vulnerable um, plot line where like his license to kill is like revoked. Like I don't I don't, I honestly don't think I saw this episode previously, and the fact that that was revoked and he is fucking torn up about it, like. Mm-hmm. Brock is not torn up about anything, so right? That's I understand why you pick this episode because that is like that is like a, a a very monumental event for a main character of the show, an um, mm. off like main character. I don't know. It was made perfect sense to me. But, like I said, for somebody who's never seen the show to watch that, it's it's hard to understand, maybe. Like, they have to be... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and the thing is, the way season one's written, it's a lot of the background information on the characters, it's not... It's it's not straightforward. Like they they wrote season one knowing they were gonna keep writing further seasons, so they they pepper things in season one that you know start to bloom in season two and then they get you know they grow on like the whole yeah. uh, mythos or the the whole you know like the universe the venture universe grows on what they they start seeding in season one it gets bigger in two and three and four and eventually i mean like seasons six and seven i mean are incredible like they feel like masterpieces compared to season one and i should probably say my rating for this is a 7.5 boy adventurers because yes this is probably and you might hate me when i say this it's probably would be my least or my lowest rated episode of all the episodes <laughs> but you know like you pointed out okay yeah it's great because it shows a vulnerable side to brock and 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 that uh but also it it just happened to be the, I think the first Venture Brother episode I really ever saw or, or really remember watching, and uh, I remember it, it piqued my interest enough to be like, I need to know more about this show. Like, what is this? Is it is it like something like Aqua Teen Hunger Force where they just <laughs> cut into a new situation every week and you have the same characters, yeah. but like it doesn't follow really continuity that much. But then, as you find out, like, no, they are, when this show is very strict on continuity and keeping track of everything, and and it's crazy. Like I said, when you get to the, the, the end, like, season seven, it's crazy all the shit that they've woven in throughout the years, so... Um, 
but yeah, yeah. I, in retrospect, I wish I could have shown you guys a later uh, season, you know, later seasons. But it, it also, like it said, it just felt important that we we watch something from season one. And I, I just didn't want it to be episode one or two because yeah, we always yeah. do one or two. Yep. True. <laughs> but, yeah. And yep. I think I would come in with a six point five boy ventures hmm. out of ten. Sure. Um, sure. Yeah, not really. I don't know the strongest show. Like I, I kind of want to put it in that yeah. same category of show that I want to continue watching. Knowing fully well that every time I've said that I have not actually watched any <laughs> further, <laughs> like I did that with Adventure Time, yeah. you, I did whoa. that with. You, you said uh, I want to. You didn't say I'm. I going want to. to. I just don't have like. Right. I mean, I have the time. I'm just not willing to dedicate the time to it. And in in a lot of cases, it's like I don't want to just have it on as background noise. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you don't like if it's something I'm watching, it, right? I want it to be like something I'm actually like paying attention to. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. Yeah, that would be my rating for this. Um, mostly, like I, I I know early on when I was thinking about writing notes for it, I was just like, wow, the animation is really poor. But then when you said it was supposed <laughs> to be like Johnny Quest, it was just like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Really, I should Hannah Barbera I should didn't ma- do that great of a job back then. I should make a uh, two quick notes. One with the animation, they have. Uh, if I, I've listened to the the commentary tracks because I, I have most of these seasons on DVD from ages ago, and uh, you know the the creators talked about uh, how they had two animation teams because the the bulk of the animation would be shipped out to I think like South Korea or something like that. I I think it was South Korea. I might be. It, it's sense. somewhere around there. Yeah, around that area. And uh, the the studio that was doing the animation for him had two. It was like two distinct groups of people, like the A team and the B team. And uh, in later episodes, you'll actually see like the you know the creators are talking about how you, it alternates. Like the B team did this episode, A team did this episode, and so forth. And you the the difference in animation quality will just like shock you it's like how does it go from so nice to being like looking like it's really cheap like they cut the budget the next episode and then it goes to looking really nice again and it it was simply because they had two teams one team that was really good and one that was yeah but um oh what was the the so did this one fall under the category of really good or really meh bad bad if it falls oh, okay. under bad. Yeah. 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 Trust me. There's, I, I, I should look up a, send you guys a text message later with like a screenshot of one of the episodes where the good, good team was working on it. Cause it is, uh, yeah, much, much nicer, but yeah. And, uh, well, let's see, there was that. And there was one other thing I was going to point out, but I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. And my dog yeah, needs so, to go outside, so... So we'd like to thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to three guys ramble about cartoons. If you'd like to ramble about our ramblings or what we rambled about, you can join the Cartoon Commentary Podcast group on Facebook. If you have any questions, comments, or corrections for us, you can reach us at the Cartoon Commentary 
podcast at gmail.com. You just have to take out the the because I said it for some reason. And until all are one, I've been Corey. I've been Tom. I'm Brock Sampson. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Dick.